<laughs> Welcome to the program, everybody. This is the third half, Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I am Scott Beeson. Amy Beth Shavers here. Allison Sinclair is here. Sky's here. Yay. <laughs> you know what her new name is? Petrol. Pointer. Pointer. Here, pointer, 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 pointer. And snap. And <laughs> point, point and snap. snap. Now you get it. <laughs> the, um, let's go to Bill. He wants to talk about school choice. Bill, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for being there. Yes, sir. We don't have a choice, but you do. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I just want to throw my two cents in real quick, uh, guys were talking about this Friday and I didn't have time to uh, call it in but could stay on the line. So, yes, sir. Uh, uh, we're, we're a homeschool family, okay? And I've got three three children. And, Are y'all uh, weird, Bill? Are y'all weird? Because that's, uh, what, that's, what, all the, that's the what all the anti-school choice people think of homeschool families is they're weird. Yes. Uh, where we live, we, we are thought weird that we don't participate in, in the public school where we live. Do y'all do y'all have baby goats? Uh, no, no, but all my kids want to go. There you and go. Everybody, <laughs> and it's just coincidentally, we've got some close friends trying to get rid of a couple goats, but uh, not mm. this year. Maybe, Are they pygmy fainting year. goats by chance? Well, I don't know what kind. They're black and white. Uh, and, <laughs> That's my and they're everything. Goat. They're everything they're my goats. family <laughs> dreams of. Mm, I think I need to go. They're Dixie Goats. We're going to be getting some Wyandotte chickens that are black and white for uh, from Chick Chain here. uh, There's nothing like a bunch of drunken chickens, Bill. Dixie chicks. (laughs) Yeah, they they've got the whole farm laid out. They want cows. They want goats. uh, But they got to learn to scoop poop. So yeah, absolutely. Good life lessons. They're not going to be any more farm animals. <laughs> yes, sir. But that's, yeah. So, anyways, yeah. We now we love homeschooling. You know, we per, and we participate in a classical conversation. You know, CC. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, and we love it. Um, but uh, you know, you ladies, you know, you're you're right. I I think our our cost just to register and then tuition is going to be at least three thousand dollars this year. Mm-hmm. And and wow. as my kids get older. And, and grow and, and in depth in the education, that cost is going to go up. And and they're introducing a new math curriculum, which means new books. And the price tag is uh, is is get. My wife would say we're, we're about to price out. Uh, mm. You know, if this continues. Uh, and, well, you know, we, here's we, the, here's the thing that's weird to me, Bill. And, and look, I'm going to ruffle some feathers. Okay, I get it. Ruffle but, them. But education is a big business, and I get yeah. the feeling, and I could be wrong because I'm not, I'm not right there in it, but I get the feeling that there are some folks, quote unquote, on the good side who are making every dollar they can possibly make. Are you saying price gouging? Because printing cost is cheap. If I want to write a book, it'll be terrible, but I can have that printed, and that, you know, there's machines and printers that will just print so many copies of, of, of a book, and... This whole school choice homeschooling thing should be getting more cost effective, not becoming more and more and more expensive. And th- there's no good reason for it. So there's going to be some opportunities here where people are like, hey, look, I, I can provide you your textbooks cheaper. Well, let's just go find the textbooks from the 60s or the 70s and then just 
they're out, you know, they're out of copyright, whatever. Let's just reprint those. Math didn't really change, all that kind of stuff. So I just think there's some there's some questions to be asked about why homeschool curriculum is more and more and more expensive. It just shouldn't be. Because they have more work to well, do if the kids are coming out of public school. I guess they do. I don't know. I want, I want somebody to tell me about the Hillsdale College. You know, they've got well, their... Um, their affiliated schools and their recommended curricula. I'd love to see if that's a little more less expensive than some of these. And it's not. Mm-hmm. You already know that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, well, Bill, you know, part of this bill <laughs> is that uh, <laughs> is that um, for homeschoolers, they penalize us as well. I have four children. We only homeschool one, but you can only have up to two homeschoolers, whereas you can... Yes, only up to $4,000, only two homeschoolers. So if you have four kids, you have to choose your two favorites to be homeschooled because it's a better education, honestly. Um, But if you stay in the public school or a private school, you can have as many kids going as you want to get those funds. The other thing that you're going to have to have in this bill is you have to have a cover school, which is right now not a requirement. Um, Yeah, we have one. Yes, we, we, we have, have one, one as well, but mm-hmm. a lot of people don't. And that's just another part of the regulatory part of this that they're adding in. So, Why don't they just well, let I, you be able to voluntarily say, okay, look, I want my child who's in the fourth grade to take the same, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, what kind of test is it? Just to make like, sure that you're at fourth grade level. Whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, Those, uh, just the testing. Just the end the, of the year do, testing. Do the same test. Uh, the, no, the, ACAP or whatever the name of it is, whatever one they pay them for now. And if your child bill is at grade level or better, then the state owes you more money. Hmm. That would be an incentive for homeschool parents to make sure their kids are at grade level. They don't want to, you know, they don't want to be involved in the testing. But I've always kind of been of the opinion, you know what? The problem is not that the homeschool kids are are behind. So let's just prove to the world that the homeschool kids are really ahead and, and cut all are. this stuff out. Uh, well, can I just tell you our, our one big concern, and then I'll go. Uh, yes, know, sir. Folks in our circles are concerned that if, if we start accepting taxpayer dollars, that the, the government's going to try to say that, well, you've taken our money, now you have to teach what we tell you to do. So if you... so. If you take the money, but then you tell them, but no, we're not teaching that, you know, what's the consequence? You know, I, the first thought I have is the first thing they're going to do is try to take you to court, get the money back. And, and that's just where it begins. Um, so, well, that, uh, that is not in the conservative version, but that is always out there as a, um, as a threat. And, and here's the thing for the folks who believe they're avoiding that threat by opposing things like the school choice bill. Uh, the people who want to do that, they're not going to wait for a school choice bill to do it. They'll just do like the state of California and start saying, hey, this is this is what you do if you're a homeschooler. So you're not really avoiding anything. Um, you might as well support an effort to be able to at least help you with the funding for a few years. Uh, and then if it goes squirrely, Quit taking the funding. And that's yeah. that's my point. But the the overreach do gooders are coming anyway. Mm-hmm. We got to fight yeah, them off no matter what. Yeah, they're already doing it. You're right. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Well, thanks, Bill. Some good insight. I'm all for yep. it. You know, I, I yes, think sir. they just need to pass this and just turn this thing upside down and and let you know 
God will sort out the chaos. <laughs> there you go. I got you, Bill. Yeah. I'm with you. I wide open. Let's go. Be done with it. Other states are doing it. Mm-hmm. Freedom. Freedom. If they try to put some particulars on the money for the people they give to the home, you know, the homeschooling, mm-hmm. uh, why wouldn't you just look right back at them and say, that was my money to begin with? So what are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, it's not that hard. We just have to remember they work for us. And in this area, you learn it very quickly mm-hmm. that that's my money. Mm-hmm. You're giving me my money. So stop. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't want to hear what you have to say. But they hold us hostage because, again, and it's the, it's what we do in this red state of Alabama, super Republican majority, where it feels like we are always having to settle for the crumbs from the table. And so do you go, well, I mean, $2,000 is more than I'm getting now. So, I mean, maybe I just support it. Or do you kill it and wait for the loaf of no, bread that's probably never coming? You got you yeah. to get what you can get now. Yeah. Because when people get a taste of the choice, and this is what they know, when people get a taste of the choice, they're going to start demanding more freedom. And they don't have freedom. And all they're being, then they're being mm-hmm. scared at every moment. But when they wake up in a few months and they're like, I think I need to take uh, Susie out because they're, they're ha- she's having some problems and, and the school seems rough. I think I'll take Susie out. And she says, hey, I, I just applied for Susie. And they said, well, you know, we're out of money. Susie can't go because we limited it to $100 million. Next time, all the mamas of all the Susies who didn't have a choice are going to be like, you better make that bigger. And that, that's what we need. And they know that. And that's why they hope they can monkey around with it and cause us to kill it off again we can ever get this race started, we'll be on the way. Now, it's an, it's an embarrassment that states like Iowa can do this. And we are way more red, way more conservative. We, we claim that we believe in freedom, and, and they have made this so hard. We've been fighting this fight since at least 2010. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the ability in 14, I mean, no, in 10, mm-hmm. to do it, 10 or 11, and, and we didn't. We did the Alabama, what was it? The, Accountability. The Accountability Act. Oh my and my advice earlier today to the legislators, the Republicans, was just just take the whole thing. Do the whole thing, do it the right way, and be done with it, because you're going to be attacked by the people who are for a socialistic, bureaucratic jobs program that ha- is what Alabama's education system is now. They're still going to be mad. Mm-hmm. So do the right thing. Go the whole way. Score the touchdown. Don't go for the first down. Go for the touchdown and be done. Because we were bashed for months, if not years, for the Accountability Act. And if you go back and look at it rationally, we did almost nothing. Mm. And you would have thought we had burnt the state down. But, you know, part of the problem, though, is we're told we have to reach consensus. And I started reading a book called The Failure of Nerve. Chris just finished it. And that is the biggest preventer of getting anything done is reaching consensus. And so for the people who want to be liked, Mm -hmm. do what Rush always preached for the whole time he was on there. You're never going to be liked. Do what's right and move on. And so, yeah, to the ones who are thinking about passing it and going ahead with this, do it. But just know that... They're not, you're never going to be anybody's favorite, ever. So stop and don't try to reach consensus. You're not going to get it. But that is what is getting in people's way. And then they go, well, forget it. We're just not going to do it. Yeah. Just be right, not liked. Yeah. I I have one more question. Okay. About your all's thoughts on this bill because. Or these bills. These bills. Mm -hmm. These bills. These bills. (laughs) These. These. Anyway, okay, I won't finish what I want to say. So 
the funding for this does not come out of the educational trust fund. It comes out of excess sales and use taxes. But where do the excess sales and use taxes go today? Maybe that the Montgomery Educate, Water the general Park. Fund. I don't know <laughs> what it is, but but basically the the way it's set up that when you pull your child out of public mm-hmm. school, mm-hmm. there is no hit to the public school funding. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter, and that's a lot of people's critique of this is that there's no consequence to the public mm-hmm. schools. Do y'all have problems with that? Is this supposed to be punitive towards public schools because they're failing our kids, really, or is this just supposed to be freedom? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, so um, are they still going to not get any? I mean, is the money still going to follow the child? So if there's not enough, I don't know, rears in the seats at the beginning of the school year, is no, their funding going to go down at all? My understanding is that their funding will not go down. Oh, there should be some kind of. No, I could be wrong, but because I think I've the had answer, to I think the gather, answer is is yes. Well, yes I, I don't and, even know what to ask. Yes and yes. You asked two questions. Is it really about freedom, or is it really about some bit of punitiveness? Um, the, the public school system is failing us as a state. Right. Not, not every system, not every child, but it is failing. And they have had decades and decades and decades to fix it, and they cannot turn the ship around. I don't know who's driving it. I don't know if they, they can't steer the wheel. I don't know if the rudder's broken, but they cannot turn it around. And something has to be done, and it takes bold leadership to do it. So do you still take the crumbs? I say you take what you can get. Okay. But... You try not to get just crumbs. I'm right. still shooting for the moon. Right. Okay. Get it all. Score the touchdown. And those who are against it need to explain why. And there's not a good reason why they won't give people freedom. Red Top's up next. Don't go anywhere, Red Top. I know you're busy. You're working. Tootie as well. Lunchbox Bob. You don't want to miss it. We'll be back. Sky. Oh, that's awesome. Sky, yes. if I'm sitting in this chair... Yes. <laughs> We talk about this when it's just me in the chair. Right. And you know that I'm always paying attention to you. Right, right. Scott is over here is convinced that you don't know that I know that we know it's time. Oh, I, I thought you were giving me the hold up sign and, and saying, no, yes, I'm waving my I hands knew. around I could because read your, I could read Mr. Your face, Beeston is making fun of the fact that you don't look excited because now it's me in the chair and not Allison. So it's fine. No, no, it's no. fine. I'll just take I, my hands and go. I, I read you wrong. Sorry. I thought you were trying to so okay, see the, He's got to see the thumb. So, he's no, got to see the thumb. Uh, no, Scott, I thought we, I thought we had an understanding. <laughs> And clearly we don't. Oh, that's awesome. So, Technical right. difficulties. Y'all do not know how fun this actually is. It it's is nice awesome. to sit back and, and just watch the circus, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> I, I get to watch Sky's face and Amy Bess and Allison's and Jared, all those things that I used me. to experience. You were being summoned. Oh, Jared. <laughs> My man, Jared. Good deal. Jared Hudson just walking through everybody. He actually did the, the uh, men's dinner at my church. Over the weekend, and um, I didn't go, couldn't go. We, we were doing something else, but uh, they said it went really, really, really well. I'm sure, and they yeah. couldn't get you, and so they went with him. Well, they looked, or they, they went they with knew. him, and then they thought, oh, we should have maybe. Well, they knew I wouldn't come. He's still you young enough. You know he's like, yes, I Scott, will go and speak, and I'm like, no, I will not. I don't. I'll tell you something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I don't need to that. hack everybody off every weekend. <sighs> we do it every day for three hours. Oh, no. it's Fifteen I, I, hours a week. Yeah. They don't need. Listen to me. They don't math. need extra. Let's go no. to uh, Red Top. He's on topic. We got a lot of callers, and we appreciate y'all. Just hold on, and we'll get there as quick as possible. Red Top, welcome to the program. <laughs> that apparently is not very damn fast. 
<laughs> You're right about you know, that. Uh, you know, Sky, time to put the chalk colors on double. <laughs> don't, don't give them any buttons to push. And why? This is something that's really blowing my mind. And first are, of all, are you, you still guys, on topic, Red Top? Yes, I am. Uh, I'm, I'm way more focused than you guys are. Uh, okay. Now, let's talk about education. Uh, is Common Core still existent in Alabama? Yes, sir. Okay, so they've done nothing about the Common Core. He's great. The reddest state in the country hadn't done a damn thing about it, have they? Right. Yep. Oh, okay. Uh, why not? I thought we were so conservative and so damn red, it bleeds. So what's the problem? They've been after this for what, four, six, seven years? Yeah, because the powers that be like it. And as long as uh, the the national, everybody's still kind of in it, we don't want to get out. We, we don't so, want to look like rednecks. Alabama has no control over their schools. So every bill that you pass, everything that you bring up is not going to happen until the federal government's not running our school system. The federal government is a is a big portion of the problem, but they uh, us trying to comply with what they would like is a part of the problem. But we've lost control of the basics as well. Well, yeah, yeah. The, the Republican Party is not conservative. Uh, they all they want to do is expand government. Kayati wants more Medicare expansion. Am I mistaken, or is that true? No, that is true. Okay, so what? What is conservative about these guys? I'm tired of it. It's this. It's an insult to call yourselves conservative whenever you comply with everything the liberals make you do. Now, uh, public education was invented to get rid of uh, religion, and uh, it's a socialist idea. Period. Right? Yeah. It was. It was uh, well, at least the the iteration that we're living under. That was it. Carnegie. That they wanted everybody would just turn out good workers. Mm -hmm. That was that was yeah. the goal. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's already a bad idea, and they've not. They're not even turning out good workers. They're turning out people who don't work at all. <laughs> I'm against the law that you have to be educated. Uh, the most brilliant minds in this country never finished college, and they smoked a hell of a lot of pot. You wouldn't even have a damn cell phone if it wasn't for a pot smoking. Is that why like Einstein's hair was always messed up? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, and Republicans got their head up. You know what? They they won't even legalize marijuana, which is the best medicinal medicinal herb ever in history. So they still rather have okay. it on Schedule One and fentanyl down on two or three. Uh, even UAB said it was very useful. So we got a Republican uh, government here that is overexpanded taking more control and making stupid decisions daily. And uh, lastly, guys, why do I want to see, watch somebody with headphones talk on the radio? I don't get it. <laughs> Thanks, Red Top. I, see you, buddy. Roll Tide, go Trump. Yes, sir. Let's go. What's what's the order here, Sky? Is it is it lunchbox or Ritz or? Well, I think Ritz is on topic here. So oh, Ritz is on topic. Yeah. Then lunchbox will be next. Ritz, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. Well, thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. I uh, I just wanted to uh, guide y'all in this uh, question of why the schools aren't educating our children. I think all roads lead to AEA. Yeah. Um, they're the ones that are, you know, behind all this poor performance in our school system. Mm -hmm. And they are definitely behind 
the idea that our school systems are job corps, employment agencies. That yeah. ma- that matters more than the educational output. The protection of all the jobs, mm-hmm. even if we don't need those positions, is more important than education. And they, they, they can't argue with that. that. That's their job. That's what they're supposed to do. It's just somehow we believe they were about education. They're not. Exactly. And, and, and I think and I think that we need to. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm getting a lot of feedback here. I don't know why. Um, AT and T. That I think that that a lot of this indoctrination and all these, uh, uh, you know, that core, a common core. Hey, Riz, can you can you hold that, on, buddy? I gotta I gotta carry you over, man. The computer won't let me stick with it. We'll be back after this. Welcome back into the program, everybody. Let's get right back out to your phone calls. Ritz, I appreciate you sticking with us, man. And uh, I wanted you to be able to say the, have your last word and get all your thoughts in. Thank you so much. I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to hang up because my phone is echoing exactly what I say, and I can't speak under those conditions. But I, I apologize to you. It's my phone. No, that's fine. I understand, man, but I appreciate the call. I really do. Sometimes there's a... Uh, yes, sir technical issues on the phones oh goodness thanks ritz dang he, he did hold on too so maybe we'll get him back or maybe he can call in maybe there'll be another another cleaner line let's go to lunchbox bob it's the third two babes and scott the last time i had two babes waiting on me hand and foot Miss Wonderful had a lot of serious questions. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's talk about this for a minute. We heard it earlier today that there are members of our state government who just don't want to be bothered with it. And indeed, that's the quote from Senator Gavin. And that's something we have a serious issue with here in this state. I've been around more coffee tables, more dinner tables, more sports sidelines watching the kiddies play. And hearing people complain, oh, I just don't want to talk about politics. It's so divisive. Mm. Well, people, your friends need to start talking about politics or else there won't be nothing to be divisive about. And that brings me to my next point. We heard it earlier today. How stupid do Americans have to be to think that the idea of a presidential reelection in 2024 is a rematch of Biden versus Trump? It's no longer a question of how stupid, people. The question you need to ask that person in the mirror is how gullible are Americans. Because in 2020, 81 million American voters did not vote for the current occupant of the White House. And if your friends believe that 81 million American voters actually did, my friend, your friends are part of the problem. So let's think about what we can solve. Let's think about what we can do. I know there's phone numbers we can advertise for our state senators and our state house members. I know there's a governor's line that we can call to be involved in our local government. I know there's a March 5th primary. And in Alabama, it's the Republican primary that determines who wins in state offices come November. Because this is what they're counting on, my friends. Hog Lightbiter wants a bigger slop trough in Montgomery that he can root through and hand out 
all kinds of goodies to his friends. And if you're busy saying war tide and roll eagle come November, he's going to slip every penny out of your wallet, every penny out of your kids' wallets, every penny out of your friends' wallets, and you'll be left there holding an empty bag wondering what happened to my cookies. If you think that the solution is a certain asthmatic high stepper down in Montgomery. You need to wake up, people. That leadership isn't there. It's time for new leadership. And I expect to see some progress. Meanwhile, go ahead, accept that it's going to be hard, and start brewing a fresh pot of coffee. Strong, black, and slightly bitter. Thank you, Lunchbox. Well said. Let's go. Let's continue on with the phones. Let's go to James. James, welcome to the program. How can a man follow that? Uh, it's how, tough, how, how man. Can you, you follow can, that? James. You can do it. Oh, he says it's time for a new beginning. Do you remember when that was the slogan for Bob James? Can you give me a year? Um, no, it's time for a new beginning with Bob James. Nineteen eighty. Ah, uh, you're a little late. A little late. Okay. That would have been the summer of 78. Wow. Okay. Oh. Really? Yeah. No, you can I don't Google remember that. that. Yeah, I don't that was his that. first running. And uh, sitting around his kitchen table, which I'm looking at right now, I told my brother. You're looking at Father James' kitchen table? No, oh, no, 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 no. I'm looking at my mother's kitchen table, which oh. was purchased sometime in the 60s, most likely, maybe okay. the early 70s. But I'm looking at this kitchen table. And at the time, this was, was during the summertime, okay? I was okay. Uh, all of 15 years old, and that was the slogan. And, of course, Bob James played for Auburn. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I told my daddy and my brother when we would come in from working out in the back in the shop back here. My daddy was a heavy equipment serviceman. Okay. And during that summer, I told him, I said, you know, Bob James is going to be our next governor. And they look at me like, nah. And I said, I'll tell you something else. Todd Cadham is going to win a football state championship this year. And you know what, Scott? Mm-hmm. I was right on both counts. Really? Which academy won it? Autauga. Autauga Academy. Yes. Autauga. Or some people pronounce it Autauga Academy. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Most people down here in the little town that I live in, they say Togaville. <laughs> they gotcha. don't say all Togaville. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure why that is, but anyhow. Uh, that's not really what I called to talk about, Scott, but uh, that's that a good conversation. That a good went. story. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, I'm full of stories. Speaking of stories, how close to you, Scott, do I have to get with a book signing for you to be there? <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on, come on! Five come on. minutes. I'm gonna need to try to. Yeah, less. we'll 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 start working on it. We'll start planning. You're gonna you're gonna uh, be an author right, right, for a well, long time. Here's what I'm gonna tell you. See, Saturday, See, I understand uh, the author James Ray Brown is gonna be at Prattful Pickers from ten thirty to three o'clock. That's this yeah. Saturday. All right, March second. Yeah. Yep. Now, April twentieth, mm-hmm. I understand he's gonna be in Trustful. Trustful's getting close. Trustful's getting DD's close. Book rack. Okay. Yeah, I think I know where that is. But I do think that uh, your humble host might possibly be in um, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 
for the uh, Nebraska LSU uh, sand volleyball event this weekend. Okay, this weekend. But yes. maybe April 20th you'll be available. Is that Man, that's, that's possible. That's possible. If <laughs> I'm not I at, um, there's a chance that I might be at Elite 11 quarterback stuff in uh, Mississippi. That's, okay, that's sometime in, in April. Where in Mississippi? Ooh, actually, I think it's we're talking about has books on sale in Starville. I think I'm going to be in Oxford. Oxford? Uh, yeah. Well, I won't even tell you what they told me about selling books up there. But <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not big enough or notorious enough yet right. to be in Oxford. But I am in Starville. I'll, I'll try to help you. I'm in Kiwani. Bigger. Mm-hmm. And so I, what, and you, what, is your book, what is your book about, James? Well, or your books uh, about? Okay, the the two that I'm that I will be hopefully signing and selling Saturday. One of them is Junior Brown, a man and his family. It's about my father. Okay. All right. He was a World War II veteran. Okay. But the book opens with him losing his left leg in a small community in Lowndes County, hmm. in a little uh, Sandy Ridge, at American okay. Colloid, when a heavy piece of heavy equipment, jackknife, and popped the head of the femur out of the pelvic girdle. God, okay, dude, skin around it. You know, this leg was gone at that point. Like Fortunately, the good lord from the, the hip down? Of, yes. Dang. Fortunately, that's a heck of a hook, isn't it, Scott? Yeah, that is. But you still don't have your copy, baby. I mean, you know, I mean, I just, we got uh, to work on that. That hurts me at my core. You know, <laughs> I sold five yesterday to Food Outlet in Prattville and five yeah. of Death in Macomb to Food death Outlet. Death in Macomb? That sounds interesting, yes. too. Hey, we got to take a break, though, James. Let's go All right, brother. I appreciate the, uh, the time. Yes, sir. And uh, it's time for a new beginning. You got it. We'll be back. <laughs> Welcome back into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio. I'm Scott Beeson. We appreciate you listening. Amy Beth Shaver is here. All right, here's a question, Amy Beth Shaver. Mm. You want to talk about Prince Harry? And, well, this story really doesn't have the the, uh, Duchess of Sussex in it, but (laughs) Sussex. Sussex. Or. Or. You weren't prepared for that. Mary Poppins. Okay, both has to do with the UK. Yes. Scott. Because this whole day mm-hmm. has been up with the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And basically, I don't care either way because both are ridiculous. Mary Poppins. You remember Mary Poppins, right? Oh, yeah. Mary, Mary Poppins, Poppins was the best. The, the Disney sugar, movie and they yes. dance with the, the penguins and she flies off with the... Uh, who was the guy? Was it Dick Van Dyke? It was. Yes. He was the chimney sweep. Balloons. I mean, it was just a magical children's show, It Scott. is from 1964. I may have to watch it again just because of this. Well, what has she and done know in, if, in the last 60 years that now is so terrible? I'm sure. Well, well variety. Sky. Yeah, I mean, look. This was, explains... It's, it's been fine all this time, but... Yeah, uh, but people are terrible. Yeah. And look, that's why we're warped. But... Um, Variety magazine reported on Monday that last Friday, the British, the British Board of Film Classification, <laughs> uh, known as the BBFC, has changed the rating for the Disney film Mary Poppins. It used to be a U. A, a universal. Meaning uh, it contained no material likely to offend or harm. Okay. 
Well, I guess great. that would be our G, I guess, general audience. They have decided to up that, I mean, to a PG rating. Um, okay, I'm, I'm going to give you two versions. This, this article <laughs> is written by a guy named John Nolte. Okay. Here's one of them. All right. Um, there's a scene where Mary Poppins, played by Julie Andrews, explains to the children she cares, she cares for that men cannot be women. Illegal aliens should be deported, and you should never bet on a white should never bet on a white boxer. And that exceeds the guidelines for acceptable language. Now Nolte yes. says, "No, no, no, okay, I made that up. I, that part is not true." Mary Poppins did not tell the children that men cannot become women, illegal aliens should be deported, or that you should never bet on a white boxer. Mm-hmm. Which are all that's all good advice. Mary should have given that advice, but um, no. But here's the real one. There's a point in the movie where someone uses the term Hottentots. Horrors. Really? Hottentots? Hottentots. Okay. H-O-T-T-E-N-T-O-T. Okay. They have decided that Hottentot is a racially insensitive term for the Coco, which is a group of indigenous peoples oh, from South Africa. <laughs> Sometime during the movie, the, the word is used in the film by Admiral Boom who is Reginald Owen, y'all know him, including when referring to the chimney sweeps whose faces are covered in soot as Hottentots. And they have decided, this is their statement, we understand from our racism and discrimination research, that means they did this, and recent classification guidelines research that a key concern for people, parents in particular, is the potential to expose children to discriminatory, discriminatory language or behavior which they may find distressing or repeat without realizing the potential offense. Some language or behaviors are therefore not permitted at Come you on. or PG in any circumstance or are wholly dependent on context. So poor old Mary Poppins was shamefully flirting with blackface. Mm. I appreciate over the that they, famous dance sequence with Dick Van Dyke. Well, I'm really, really thankful that they included <laughs> the picture with the article with them in their chimney sweep and their faces smeared with soot. He says, "Good All right, heavens!" I'm cleaning up the language. But he actually says in the article, "How do people with such tight butts even get to work?" Right oh, on. Lord, Scott. <laughs> they are wound up, aren't they? <laughs> I never knew that the poor old chimney sweeps with all the coal dust on their face, it was reflective of blackface. All those coal miners, just quit your job now. Well, we've already put them out of business, haven't we? Trying to. They're all uh, coding, right? Yeah, yeah that's that what, what they're doing. Hillary said? Yes. We're going to try to be back. Um, look, I don't advocate for Disney+, Plus, but I may have to watch... Uh, Mary Poppins, just in Download protest. it before it goes away. <laughs> this is so bad. Good Lord. All right, we'll try to be back tomorrow. Y'all be good, be safe. See y'all. Just get here when you can, Scott. Be safe. Just get here.